this is Allie. Hi, this is Sarah. And hi, this is John. And welcome to The Millennial Gap. I don't know how we came up with this particular subject, but we decided that today we are going to be talking about our childhood best friends. So who- Yay! <laughs> for, for everyone listening, Allie went the awkward face. Yay! Love it. But I think I can say, I, I'm obviously going to speak about her more. I can say that my childhood best friend is still a very good friend of mine. Do you all still maintain relationships with your childhood best friend? No, not at all. But uh, Sarah, great. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to figure out what part of the childhood we're we're talking about because I could talk about my childhood best friend from when I was very little and before we moved here when I was eight, or I could talk about the girl that I've known since I was eleven who has been through pretty much everything with me, or I could talk about both. It's freeform. You know what? We do whatever we want on these episodes. <laughs> so Let we it loose. Go true. crazy with this it. This is true. So I'm not in touch with my childhood best friend from before I moved. Unfortunately, we lost track of each other, and every time I look for her, she has the most boring Irish name on the planet, and it is impossible to find her. Except I think my mom found her a while ago, and I never did anything with that information. She's, you, she said that she found her on Facebook. But no, like, she, like, looked her up via, like, white pages or something ridiculous like that, and I was like, that is a thing? Yes, whitepages.com. Yeah, and then I am still friends with the, my best friend from, I would guess it, it's, like, um, like middle school, middle school's 11. Yeah. So we can talk about then in that sense, how did you meet? What was your friendship sure. like? <laughs> Topics to cover. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. We made friends. Done. Next. <laughs> I'm actually just going to say Heather is the little, the girl that I knew when I was, I, we met when we were five and then or maybe four or five. I don't remember the exact amount of time. And she lived down the block. My mom was friends with her mom. Her little brother was like my little brother. She's the little girl who rang the doorbell when my dog was giving birth. I love her she and I were best friends until I moved I moved here when I was eight and we stayed in touch for another two years and we lost touch around when I was 10 which makes sense that I would cling on to like the first real friend I made after that who I did meet in school she's a year older than me sometimes she listens (laughs) (laughs) she's been my best friend for better part of my life like more than half my life we've been best friends she lives in Texas now so that's a, a more difficult relationship but it's you know, when we do talk, it's like nothing's changed. It's, I saw her yesterday. She's the person I, she's the first person that I told I was pregnant because I needed confirmation that the stick was correct. And she did the same for me with this. She's pregnant right now. And she sent me a text like, is this, is this what I think it is? And I was like, Yay! oh my God. It's her second kid now, right? Yeah. yeah her second. That's her amazing. first is five and um, she's pregnant with a little girl now. Very exciting. John. What was the other part of the topic? I don't even remember <laughs> at this point. Like, my brain is mush. Your childhood best friend. Um, none anymore. Uh, unfortunately, so long story short, I lived in Batty Park City for all my, like, downtown Manhattan for most of my life. My my childhood was never, like, great. As I said before in previous episodes, I was always picked on, so my friendships were never, like, a strong connection. <laughs> I did have some friends from middle school that reached out to me recently, and unfortunately, they're weird now, and, like, send me weird, like, text and things like that, and I, like, I... I you elaborate I what weird text means? So, like, he's like, oh, hey, I found this picture in my photo album, sends me a picture of us in middle school at a class perform like a class a, a, is this Mr. Business? This are is, you the businessman? This, this is the businessman <laughs> one and I couldn't find the picture still but it's just like weird and then randomly out of the blue he's like oh by the way this guy that you may have known from your middle school that you went to died of COVID and I'm like that sucks well have a good one bye 
Jesus. My God. So the thing is, <laughs> I went to a school. For, I, I mean, not everyone in the school had like disabilities, but the school was the school was known for people with disabilities or like any type of disabilities, kind of thing like that. And some people, like me, turned out more normal than others. Like I don't know how else to sure. explain it. Like I, the reason I, I saw I met the guy again, multiple people actually, was because my mom had me go to a, like basically like a, re- a reunion in Brooklyn, and this was when I lived in New York. I'm like, oh, that's not a big hike. And it's like, oh, the girl that you had a crush on him middle school was there and I'm like okay it's like my mom her mom told me that she was talking about it I'm like okay and I'm like it's not gonna go anywhere and like randomly <laughs> you realize I'm married mom no no this, this is before, before oh gotcha okay before yeah. I even met Sarah this is when I was still like dating on three different apps at the same time so I, I bumped into her and she's like oh how's it going I'm like great good good and that was the entire conversation I made friends with like old people that I used to hang out with and like that lasted for about a year until I'm like this is getting kind of weird I'm getting invited to like raves and like clubs and I'm like I'm in my late 20s I don't want to I don't want to keep going to Brooklyn and then no one comes to my place and then yeah I mean since then I try to reach out to a high school friend when I was still single and living on the upper side that went as well as you would expect it to we had dinner at a Mexican restaurant we then went back to my place played board games and drink and it was as awkward as hell no it was the phrasing I know I know the phrasing is always there unfortunately an old friend of mine I also don't talk to says I burn bridges which is as we've talked about with my exes it's pretty fucking true unless we talk constantly you know it's not like you're dead to me like i still know of you and i still remember you in my mind but i'm not gonna randomly reach out to you like hey we haven't talked in 20 years how's it going guys so what's interesting about that is that i found that that's kind of a guy thing like if you weren't friends forever then you're just like "Eh, do i need to like my brother's best friend they have been best friends no joke since they were four years old and they talk constantly like his best friend just got engaged recently i have no doubt in my mind our whole family is going to go to that wedding and my brother is going to be the best man even that like he if i'm looking back at his school friends like as in from high school evan's the only person he talks to or actively talks to at least it's a thing with dudes i I don't know why it is because i mean i honestly like the groups toxic masculinity you're not supposed to share your feelings I mean, that's very fucking true, unfortunately, about masculinity and all that bullshit. All yeah, right, I, Allie, you're a childhood friend. Talk about her. I guess I could do it in a similar fashion to Sarah's in that I have, like, my childhood best friend and then best friend I met during childhood who's still stuck around. So, Margaret. Hi, Margs. Is my <laughs> is my childhood best friend. So we met in kindergarten because our moms, I guess, gravitated towards one another because they're like, "This is my first child in school. Is this your first child in school?" And we realized that we could carpool with their family because we lived really nearby to each other. So essentially, effectively for all of elementary school, we used to carpool with their family back and forth. It's also like a long running joke that like each of our moms forgot us at one point. Like one of the kids always got left behind at one point. We, I mean, like we had, truth be told, like we had a little bit of a rockier start when we were little just because we are to this day pretty different people. But she's absolutely amazing like we had a period in high school where we weren't as close as we were before but ultimately when we both ended up moving to the city we were roommates for about a year before I moved to Boston and she was it was kind of one of those perfect roommate situations hopefully she agrees with me on this but we were close enough that we could hang out with each other and we had friends that overlapped but it wasn't necessarily a situation where we were each other in each other's space constantly so we were able to 
give each other space when needed, but also spend time with one another. I mean, I've lived alone since then. So I guess I left on a high note with a roommate situation. But then Christy, who I believe I've talked about on other podcasts before, has been my best friend since we were 11 years old when we sat next to each other in social studies when our teacher told us, sit next to someone that you've never met before. And we did. And it turned out, ironically, we actually had met one another at Margaret's house when we were really (laughs) little. Christy's grandmother used to live across the street from where Margaret's parents lived. And she's, it's, she's amazing. Like in the same way, I guess, Sarah, that you feel about Mel. She, so Christy lives in the UK, which is rough (laughs) time zone wise, but still at the same time, like if there's certain big news, she's always one of the first people I go to. She also comes from like one of the most impressive families ever herself, a hundred percent included within that. She currently works for a really interesting company. Chris, I'm so sorry if I'm saying what your company does wrong. They, I believe, help out with micro loans specifically within developing countries. And she is one of the people that goes out and secures partnerships with these countries so that they can all work together. She also has her master's from the University of Bristol, but she cooks like a goddess. And also, (laughs) did I mention that she's a world-renowned power lifter? That's cool as shit. Right? Awesome. And she's amazing. And she also has been dating this incredible guy for the last couple of years. And so it's they're also great in that they balance one another out super well. So she has she's like constantly big ideas, big personality. Uh, Mine's going a mile a minute. So she and her boyfriend came over a couple of years ago for New Year's, I want to say. So we were all at dinner and she's talking all excitedly about how she and her boyfriend have this whole plan. They're going to travel the United States and they're going to go and find places that they'll potentially end up in one day so that Matt can get his grad degree. And her boyfriend looks at her and just goes, we're going on holiday to the United States. Maybe we'll see if a place we like. And then we'll discuss what next steps are. But so I was dying of laughter and he's probably also going to tell me that that was the worst English accent he's ever heard. It was, he said exactly. I don't obviously get to see her as much as I nearly would like. Also, she's my parents' favorite child, by the way. I know I, it might be a minute before we talk to each other, but we'll catch up and it's like we haven't spoken in a day as opposed to a few weeks. It seems to be a thing. I guess that's like a thing from our childhood set in ingrained in the, the gender norms that were of the 90s, early 2000s, where our parents were like, specifically with girls, like, you should always have your friend over, <laughs> have all the sleepovers. And then boys are like, eh. Oh, see, Adam and Evan, like if they weren't sleeping, having a sleepover, like the world was ending. But I know. Well, I yeah. think that's a different situation because they were friends from a young age. I had tons of sleepovers with more than just Mel. Mel was the the one, the, the third sister in this thing. My sister, you know, adopted her. My parents adopted her. It was like a thing. She's still, they still consider her their daughter and her children, their grandchildren, probably not to the extent that like our kid is their grandchild. I mean, I imagine <laughs> so. <laughs> Ah, my my grandchild, but not by birth. But it it was it was very different. I have two friends that that John and I have now reconnected with, and like their their significant others, and they had sleepovers and. 
when they was said around like other boys, it was weird to them. But they were friends from the same time that Mel and I were friends. Like they, they started, they became friends at 11. That's when I met them as well. Like I met them a couple months later and they had sleepovers. They would sleep over at mine. It wasn't a thing in, I guess the, like our parents just didn't give a shit. But it was weird to other boys that they would have sleepovers. That's and so I find that strange. And I wonder if that's a thing that will carry on in this, I you know, hope- millennials, will we do something similar with our children? I mean, I hope not, especially just because like if we are the generation that hopefully starts to unravel the idea of gender because gender is a social construct. But <laughs> in that sense... I feel like that needs to be an episode just there. <laughs> it's just me, just me <laughs> singing gender. gender is a social construct. Yes. So the main thing that I've noticed, like there's a going theme of I- I'm a mom. So there is a going theme about millennial moms or helicopter moms, which I don't subscribe to. And I'm a later mom, like I'm a later mom in the millennial and I'm an older millennial. It's very weird. Did you hear that? That term now is called elder millennials. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The look that Sarah is giving me. I'm just going to go hide. It's straight up bullshit. It's really funny because like I sat down, I had, I, I had dinner with one of the guys that I said I've known since I was 11, his wife last night. And we were both talking about how, like, it's really strange to be thinking about the fact that we're called helicopter moms when neither of us really think about that. Well, both of our kids are pretty young, so that's whatever. But my kid falls on his face so fracking often that if I was a helicopter mom, I'd be so strung out that I would need, like, a chiropractor. I mean, you kind of do at times anyways, because I'm <laughs> tell, tell you wound you are. But that's, that's, like, just my personality. That's Very not true. the helicoptering. So, and, and then... And then the other thing that like I've been seeing is that the like next gender the next generation where like the later millennials are the like almost opposite let them get in the dirt let them but I think from a psychological perspective it's gonna be really interesting to see that parenting if that is what someone chooses to do yeah so, so with childhood friends childhood friends <laughs> so that's something that I was I was trying to like go toward as a, a mom and a, and a woman who's had a best friend all my life I think I'm gonna try to have you know try to encourage my children to have something similar because I know the benefits of it to myself and, and it's probably similar to you Allie that you always had someone to go to that wasn't part of your family that you could talk to that you could get advice from if you needed to that like had a similar life than you you got to have sleepovers and try on each other's clothes or whatever the hell you did I went on she, my best friend went on vacations with us like that yeah. that's how close we were so I I think as as this progresses in the generation going forward, I think the the gap is like, do we do the same thing that we did as kids or do we hopefully encourage our children to see the things that we had as children and like almost make them better? Definitely. I mean, also nowadays with with social media and all the, it's a lot easier to be like, you friended me on TikTok, Snapchat, (laughs) and like 20 and and whatever the new Facebook will be. Twitter, the Facegrams. All the the tweets and all the Facebookings. It'll be hard to be like, oh yeah, this person I remember from like middle school I wonder how they are because unfortunately now everything is very much like you. everyone now knows everyone else's information in every way shape or form because that's the society we live in and now we're kind of about kind of sharing everything about yourself but yeah, I, I think make childhood friends be, be it gender stereotypes be it racial stereotypes anything like that the world is getting more complicated day and day because there are
are more things happening and people's opinions are constantly evolving. So I think finding a best friend and sticking to it is really great. And both Allie and Sarah have done that, which is amazing. And as you said, the masculinity of boys and men are not allowed to like share their feelings. But we have no idea what will happen when our son is older. I think I think just being aware of those kinds of traits that were in inborn in you will make it so that you're kind of the opposite. Like Correct. you are the kind of person who is contrary. You will be the you will be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna encourage my kid to talk about their feelings, to have best friends that they can giggle with or whatever the hell little boys do. What do little boys do? I will Everyone find out about giggles. Everyone giggles. Everyone giggles. Each other and make noises at each other. That's that sounds like monkeys. <laughs> That's but what they do right now when he's, he still, he's still a little bus. boy. That is true, but like yes. when they're bigger and can have secrets and popcorn. <laughs> the two things that boys do have secrets and popcorn at the same time. And can go to the bathroom on their own and not have to have a diaper. That or, oh. or clap for their father when they go to the bathroom and watch them. <laughs> okay, so yeah, on that went off the rails this episode. We really did. On that note, if you had a childhood best friend that you would like us to shout out or discuss, please email us at the millennial gap pod at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram at the millennial gap and as always mind, mind the, the gap. gap sarah Close. i think we did well no we didn't <laughs>